Radio Sports, Martinos on a Wednesday. We're brought to you by our friends at Greenway Dodge and Greenway Ford. Black Fridays now take 50% off manufacturer suggested retail markup. One location, 2,000 vehicles available. Shop GreenwayDodge.com, GreenwayFord.com. Your complete satisfactions are commitment. Greenway, the only way. Saw the new spots. Yeah? How do you look? Let me just say, pretty solid. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> See this guy's face on TV a lot next couple of weeks. Um, Always a good thing. I, our engineer Frank just walked in. Yeah, and? He had no idea they moved the uh, Magic game today, and he's working the Dallas radio broadcast. No one? Yeah. He goes, what? I go, yeah, the game's at 5.30. So he didn't know. Uh, yes, please note that the Magic uh, tonight will tip off at 5.30, uh, just in time with the, the arrival of uh, that storm. So uh, last night, the uh, college football playoff rankings released week number two. The only ranking that matters is the last one. Weekly rankings are designed to do exactly what they did last night. It's a television show. Oh, I thought it was to bring up discussions and promotions. Well, that too, yeah. (laughs) Uh, It's a television show. It's entertainment. College football provides entertainment for us in a variety of ways, not just on game day. We talk about it during the week. We complain when our team loses. We're happy when they win. We love looking for new coaches if our team stinks. Um, we enjoy going to games, seeing friends, all those things. And the reason why they do this TV show on a weekly basis is it's content, it's programming, it's entertainment. And it, it is a form of transparency rather than just have the committee release the Final Four. I mean, college basketball, they've done that for years. But because it's, well, 64 became 68 teams, nobody really complained. When you're picking four, they wanted some transparency. But don't be fooled. It's a television show. So they put out rankings. We do interviews and talk about it, write columns and do shows like this. And that, that that's, that's covering the sport. That's promoting the sport. So last night, uh, the question was, who's going to be four? When, you know... Michigan and Ohio State are going to play in a couple weeks, so they're 2-3. Someone's going to lose, but it was good theater. And they teased it. You know, Scott, instead of having the six on the screen, Mm -hmm. they added a seventh slot. (gasps) They changed the graphic. But it's the New Year's six. That's nothing to do with it. Uh, And TCU showed up at four. (gasps) Tennessee, five. Oregon, six. LSU, seven. And then... You know, we do what we all do. Let's compare resumes and strength of schedule, strength of record, and this big win, that big win, and all sorts of stuff. And that's fine. Again, just because Tennessee is ranked out of Oregon today, and I strongly disagree, and I, I, I respect to work, Heather Dinnett said last night, it's really important that Tennessee's out of Oregon right now because, I, because of what? Tennessee's remaining games are against South Carolina, Vanderbilt, and Missouri this week. It's Missouri, South Carolina, Vanderbilt. Uh, there's no big game left for them. And their big victories are uh, beating LSU, beating Alabama, and they lost to Georgia. Now you can make a case that, you know, Pitt will end up being a bowl team and the Gators will be a bowl team, but, and, and Kentucky. I'm not questioning their resume. To say that it's good they're ahead of Oregon right now means nothing. Oregon plays Washington ranked, Utah ranked, 
rivalry game against Oregon State, once ranked, and then somebody that'll be ranked in the conference championship game, likely the winner of USC-UCLA, or maybe even Utah again. Um, That resume and a conference championship may bode well for them at the end of the year. And if it comes down to Tennessee versus Oregon, then we'll judge the resumes on what will be the next four games for Oregon. The extra data point that people talk about, Tennessee wouldn't have one. They wouldn't play a championship game. So that's all the fun stuff about what the rankings mean uh, for UCF and Tulane. UCF moved up three spots. Tulane moved up. Bless you, Scott. Um, what's at stake? Well, the winners in the driver's seat to host the conference championship game, and if they win that, go to the Cotton Bowl. It's a huge game uh, this weekend for UCF and Tulane. But a couple things, not just from last night's ranking, but for the playoff now and the playoff in the future. Quickly, 10 o'clock hour. WY Jim Orlando, WJRR, HD2, Cocoa Beach, Orlando Sports Leader, Mark Daniels, and the Beat of Sports. Um, I saw last night, and I'm not saying he didn't think of it on his own, but Kirk Herbstreit during the broadcast last night brought up about Oregon. Oregon's lone blemish is the blowout opening season loss to Georgia uh, in a game that was bad, if you're an Oregon fan. They lost 49-3. to And Herbstreit brought up the point and said, look, if they had just played Portland State and not Georgia, would they be ranked number two in the country, undefeated, at 9-0? and And not needing that Georgia game because the body of work in their conference and being undefeated would have had them highly ranked. Earlier in the day, Joe Klatt, Fox College football analyst of the main broadcast. He puts out a, a, a podcast. I like Joe. I think he's really good. Uh, he used Hawaii as the example and said if they just opened up at home against Hawaii and they were unbeaten, would they be ranked two or three? Now, I don't know if Kurt heard Joe. or And, again, it's not hard to think of this on your own because I've done this for a couple of weeks also. We as fans... We as fans in recent years made issues in college football about a couple of things here. Tough tickets to sell. The attendance in college football was off at a few places. Attendance was stagnant, down a little bit. Uh, Well, fans don't want to go see these games that don't mean anything. We said play more big non-conference games. Let's get more home and homes. Not just these neutral site kickoff games. Let's get more home and homes. We asked for it, right? TV asked for it. Hey, you want billions of dollars to put your games on. uh, Start scheduling tougher games. Or schedule games that we think are going to be appealing. And we went through this for a couple years. Where all of a sudden we got this string of, oh, really? Scott Strickland at Florida. I credited him. Uh, Jeremy Foley had a philosophy. I don't need to play big, tough non-conference games. Forget whatever the reason was that we dropped Miami. Uh, who cares? I play in the SEC. If I win my games, no one can question our schedule. Well, Scott Strickland, 
dealing with an economy in college sports today where there are a few more empty seats. The need of a 90,000-seat stadium, not as much as you felt 20 years earlier. Tougher to sell tickets to games against low G5 programs or FCS or 1AA programs. All scheduled tougher. And Florida went out and got games like Utah, where they're going next year. And other non-conference games. But it is an interesting question right now for Oregon in this case. If they didn't play Georgia, and they played an easy game that they could win, would they be two or three? Would that help them get into the playoffs versus the loss to Georgia there? By the way, the the the, the makeup of this game, uh, or the return of an Ohio State. Remember when Oregon went to Ohio State and beat Ohio State a couple of years ago? They didn't get to play the return game. We had COVID. Uh, the two scattered a home and home in 2032 and 33, one of those classic decade down the line. But I do wonder, and a lot of these games are, are, are signed and sealed five, seven, ten years down the line. Will there be a shift in philosophy the other way if your program goes through something like this? If you're Oregon and at the end of the season you don't make the playoffs and you look back and go, if we didn't play the Georgia game, and, and look, a 12-1 and Oregon team in the current four-team model, may not get in. A 12-1 and conference championship Oregon team in a 12-team playoff, they're getting in. Uh, will you have schools that go, what am I doing? I play in a league that I believe is deep enough that if I win that league and I focus on the games in my league, do I want to keep putting myself in a position to play these games? Because here's the thing the committee doesn't have consistency on it. It's not the fault of the committee. Because I do think some data points are used. We don't have enough examples to say, your schedule wasn't tough enough, you're out, if you're one of those major brands. So I'll be curious if it happens to teams in the next couple of years when we have 14, and then when we get to 12-team playoff, how big that is to the committee. Hey, you know, I know they got three losses, but that schedule, we're going to reward that team for that large bid versus the 11-1 and one that didn't play anybody. We don't have enough data yet for that. Maybe we'll get that. And if that becomes the case, then there's a reason to keep scheduling those games. But if you're one of those major brands, I'm not convinced they're keeping you out. If you play in the SEC or the Big Ten or any Power Five league, and the test may be a TCU this year, um, if you go undefeated. So, yeah, maybe the uh, maybe the Georgia game will end up being the reason Oregon doesn't get in. And maybe it makes Oregon rethink, should we be doing this? But fans love those games. When your team wins, and even though Oregon quarterback Bo Nix is like, I think it might be a different outcome if we play Georgia again. I don't know about that. Um, I'm not quite sure the fan base after the loss says, yeah, it was a good idea. 
And then you say, okay, well, then don't complain if we played Portland State. I mean, you love the big game when your team wins. When you lose and it ends up hurting you, then it's not such a great idea. Uh, One other thing, this is not connected to last night's rankings, but in the college football playoff, whether they get this set for the 24 season or not, and I do think there's a good chance they will, and so much is going to happen, okay? Um, There are some logistics to work through. Stadium availability, scheduling with TV, the National Football League pretty much telling you we're going to play any day we want to play and all that stuff. Uh, I do think they're going to continue to evaluate the idea of if you play first-round games on campus, I think you really have to think about the four teams that get a bye. They, how do you not give them home games? How do you not give them home games? And I, I think that idea is going to begin to grow. But here's the other thing. And there's some people that I respect that are using this year as a great example. They just tell you Georgia-Tennessee was kind of an elimination game. LSU-Alabama, an elimination game. Ohio State-Michigan, it's going to be an elimination game, meaning that's the beauty of the 14 playoff. It makes every game and every week so important, and you're going to ruin that because if you have a 12-team playoff, what does Ohio State-Michigan mean? The loser is going to get in if they're both 11-0. So what's the difference? The difference is you have more teams and more games involved the later in the season than you would with four teams getting in. You I, Again, we've been down this path with the National Football League that expanded its tournament, with the NBA with play-in, with Major League Baseball and expanding it. More teams, more cities in college, more teams, more fan bases playing meaningful games. In a 12-team playoff, think about this. In a 12-team playoff, and by the way, don't forget the model. The top six rated conference champions, they're in. Then six at large, okay? And the top four seeds are the highest-ranked four conference champions. Okay? But think about this. In a tw- Right now, Georgia, uh, excuse me, Georgia, Texas has no chance of making the college football playoff at 6-3. and three. None. Now, uh, they may get joy in uh, beating TCU this weekend, and the way the standings sit in the Big 12, and again, they have 10 teams play a round-robin schedule, the top two teams get it. Texas is very much in the race to play in the Big 12 title game. At 6-3, and three, they have no chance of making the college football playoff. At 6-3, and three, where they are now in the conference standings, with a 12-team playoff, they're very much alive. So their fan base wouldn't be engaged in the final three games of the regular season and then perhaps a conference championship? And other two lost teams that have a chance to get to a conference championship game and win, whose fan bases are engaged, that otherwise, hey, if you don't make the four-team playoff, well, it's not a really good season. So I've said for years there's something magical of what has been the college football playoff season of the pressure of winning every single week. But we evolved. It's like we used to have, you know, fat, cigar-smoking, meatball-sub-eating media people. Why did I label everybody like that, Scott? That was unfair. That was the harshest thing you've ever said. Voting for a a national champion 
The sport evolves, just like will evolve with a 12-team playoff and have so many more teams that have a chance. Yeah, but who really wants to debate a bunch of uh, three-loss teams? Well, tell me their journey. But isn't it better, instead of having six or seven teams in the final three weeks of the season fighting for two spots, because two are just given, versus 20 teams, 24 teams, all fighting for a chance to make the playoff. How is that not more exciting? Of course it'll be more exciting. Oh, but do we really want to have a three-loss team win a championship? I don't know. Let me see what that three-loss team is. Again, I'll use the Texas example. Do I think Texas is one of the four best teams in the country now? No. Let them win their next three games, get into a conference championship, win that, and say, uh, they're playing pretty well. Let's see what happens now. Can they win four games? Yeah. That could be fun. So, sport evolves in many ways, and we're watching it now in college football. The idea of a 12-team playoff, nobody thought about that years ago. Now, to me, I, I think it creates unbelievable excitement for the month of November. Where it's not just about, well, we got four games that are important this weekend. If you had a 12-team playoff, and I started doing this, you know how many games are relevant this weekend? Like 40. 40. Because you'd be in the hunt. How's that not good for the sport? We come back, a little basketball talk with our friend Keith Smith. His weekly visit is next.